Now, Encountering Hope. Jesus teaches, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, verse 21. It's not a hard lesson to understand, but it is hard to apply. We often hold our money and possessions so closely that they rule our emotions and behavior. In fact, when forced to part ways with some of that treasure, we show our displeasure through anger, fear, anxiety, and more. Paul taught that those are the fruits of the flesh. The most committed of followers can run aground in their relationship with Christ when fleshly possessions become the focus of their lives. So how can we tell where our treasure is? Well, one of the easiest tests is to recognize how we're guarding our money, cars, houses, and other possessions. Are we willing to give up any or all for the sake of advancing the gospel? Much is revealed about our hearts when our treasure is put at risk for the Lord. Alexander faces this test on a frequent basis. He's a missionary pastor in Belarus who often ministers to those with very little. Many of them ask for money and more. Alexander shares. Another woman asked for money for food and a ticket to Orsha. She said she was coming from a cancer clinic and hadn't eaten anything all day. My wife and I went into the store to buy food and gave her money for a ticket, although we were sure she was cheating us. But we didn't feel sorry for the money because she had heard about salvation and the kingdom of God. In conclusion, I told her one thought. Even though you have deceived us, you are now faced with the choice to be reconciled to Christ or to give up his salvation. Alexander and his wife were certain the story was false and the funds would be used wrongly. But they rejoiced in sharing the funds as it opened a door to share the gospel and confront this woman's sin. The treasure of Christ filled their hearts. Alexander then shared another surprising story. I took my father to the market to buy winter shoes and we passed by a man in a wheelchair. I looked at him and expected him to ask for money, but instead he gave me a ruble and said, Give it to the man across the street who was playing the accordion. His hands are frozen because it's cold, but he cheers up the passers-by and the disabled. I was very pleased with this act. This disabled man had in his bag a penny more than the neighbor with the accordion. And with this little amount he shared with his neighbor, as the poor widow donated her might. I made up for whatever he gave and said a few words to him that God loves him and really appreciates what he did. Many with full wallets pass by, and some share the last. If such a man who was far from Christ can show such compassion and love, shouldn't those with the riches of Christ in their hearts do the same? Each of us treasure different things that we're challenged to lay down. You know the ones. They're like idols. They demand too much space in our hearts. May we be willing to give them up for the sake of Christ and making Him known. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. 
Significant needs existed among the followers of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem and environs. Persecution had intensified against the Jewish believers. Often the persecution meant the loss of employment, family support, and even property. They were in desperate circumstances. A portion of them had left the region, but there were those who couldn't. So Paul appealed to the Gentile churches to gather gifts for the Jerusalem believers. The Corinthians expressed their commitment to give. In this context, Paul taught them an important truth about giving as followers of Christ. He taught that fundamentally, they were giving to the Lord Himself. Yes, their financial gifts were directed to people in need, to tangible items. But the motive is to give as unto the Lord. Paul further emphasized that in giving to the Lord, one should give bountifully. For whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. The bounty is the spiritual abundance that the Lord directs to those who give in such a manner. Pastor Alexander refers to these concepts in the use of funds God has provided him for life and ministry. He's an SGA-supported missionary pastor. That means God provides through the generosity of the SGA partners who support him. While an SGA-supported missionary pastor's income is limited, he uses his income in part to minister to others. By spending his treasure as unto the Lord, he has opportunities to minister to those people he and his wife help. He could be spending his salary on himself and his family. He could be acquiring the world's goods. Instead, he's accruing a far greater return on his investment, one that surpasses any financial gain. He's laying up treasure in heaven where moths and rust can't diminish the value of his assets. And to sow bountifully doesn't require that one give a large sum of money. Remember the widow gave her last mite. Jesus said she gave more than all the others that day. Her little was much in heavenly accounting. That's because she sowed generously as unto the Lord. Thank you for praying and for laying up treasures in heaven through your bountiful gifts. Learn how SGA is sharing the gospel, equipping the church, and helping the forgotten at sga.org.